0: This is John Jackson Miller, author of Star Wars, Knights of the Old Republic, Knight Errant, Lost Tribe of the Sith, A New Dawn, Cantobite, and Kenobi. And you're listening to The Living Force.
1: Welcome to the Living Force Podcast.
2: The dark side of the Force is a pathway to
1: many abilities some consider to be unnatural. Episode number 28, Spooky Star Wars. The kings are the easy part. It's what goes on here that's hard. On this episode, your reviews of the Living Force Podcast. And the Yutini crew talks about what's scary in Star Wars. In a galaxy at war, Savage, there's only one way to get the attention of the Jedi: <laughs> slaughter of the innocent, mercilessly and without compromise. And now, here are your hosts, Killer Corey Helton. Smell <laughs> his stench of evil Eric Irelson, and chilling Charles Hankel. He is no fool. He is a Sith Lord.
3: Oh my. Man, seriously, are you like racing motorcycles outside your apartment, Charles?
2: I'm telling you, man, this is where I have to record if we record this late. So, welcome, welcome to the Thunderdome.
0: (laughs) Oh, I'm so glad... I'm so glad we decided to record in the Thunderdome on episode 28 of the Living Force Podcast. We are live for the second week in a row. Welcome to our friends in the chat, and if you're listening to the audio later in the week, welcome to you too. I hope you're having a great Halloween, which is the day oh, this will be releasing up. for our patrons. Um, and I am Eric Eilerson, and I am here as always with the doctors themselves, Dr. Corey Helton or Han Solo. Welcome.
3: Yes, yes, I am wearing my Han Solo costume.
0: Pretty awesome, and I'm also joined by Dr. Charles Hankel, the Jedi Master.
2: Hello, hello. I didn't have enough time for full Jedi garb, but I got the robe on. So yes, maybe something.
3: All right. So, do we have confirmation that things are kind of working? We do. A a bit, a I mean, bit skippy. Adam says it's a, a bit skippy. Have you guys? We're doing have it. you guys doing Have you listened to the mainstream? Let's just do that before we record the entire episode, because, I mean, you know, it's okay if we have to edit out this introductory crap.
0: I had so much momentum going. No, you didn't. I felt, oh, wow, the shade. I, I it got colder it. in here, not just because I'm
3: in Chicago. <laughs> Man, my, my bit rate is just absolutely garbage down here at the bottom of my screen. Let me see here. <clears throat> I got weird stuff going on. Crazy enough, I almost wonder if my... Uh, Wi-Fi would work a little bit better than. <laughs> crazy enough, wonder my Wi-Fi would work a little bit better than my hardwire internet. Doesn't make sense, but that actually, it doesn't. That doesn't make sense. No, it doesn't. But I'm getting like <clears throat> the only reason I, I even brought this up right now is my little. I have a little color thing in the bottom of my screen.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: It's saying uh, it's like yellow and red it's and all happy. kinds of scary colors.
2: Yeah, so. Well, it is Halloween.
0: It is Halloween. It's true,
2: or will be. It's true. It's true.
0: All right, skipping has stopped. It looks like it's working. All right, we got some good. We got some good chat feedback.
3: Yes, good chat feedback. And if nothing else, if video fails again this week, there's always audio. There is. So, did any of you guys watch the show live last week and then go and 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 uh, listen to the audio? Because I did.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Because Matt, our editor, is a genius and makes it sound yeah. great.
3: It's worth listening to. It is. It's definitely worth listening to.
0: Well, I'm going to keep going because I think that was a good intro. I think we got our tech problems out of the way. And let's keep this party started because, guys, this is our official Halloween episode. It's Halloween weekend, at least in Chicago. Halloween is like four and a half weeks long, so I've already been to a party. Corey, I know you hosted a party this weekend, right? I did,
3: yes. I hosted a party... Um, yeah, on Saturday, uh, a bunch of our, a bunch of my classmates came over. We drank some beer, made a bunch of crazy, uh, Halloween themed, like, margaritas. Like, we made, uh, what's it called? Black magic margaritas. Basically, just margaritas with, uh, food coloring in it, but it was fun.
1: <laughs> that sounds awesome, Um,
3: yeah. everybody went hardcore with costumes. It was super impressive. A good buddy of mine, um, his wife is Guatemalan, and they came as Star-Lord and Gamora from, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Awesome. And I didn't realize this, but like the the actress that plays Gamora is uh, like Hispanic. I forget yeah, where Zoe she's Yeah, Zoe Saldana. From. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, and you know, my buddy's wife is Guatemalan, so like she looks exactly like Gamora. Like it was That's uncanny,
0: amazing. Good for your buddy. Yes. You know what might be fun? Um, because me and my partner went. I was Young Han Alden Ehrenreich from Solo, a Star Wars story. Hashtag make right. Solo two happen. And my Absolutely. partner, Charlie, went as Ray, um, and she looked great. I think maybe what may be fun is for us to post some of the pictures we took over this weekend in our Patreon later, so I'm going to try to remember to do that for our patrons to see our Halloween costumes. That could be fun.
3: Yeah, that would be fun.
0: Uh,
2: and I will post bonus pictures of my dog, Coda, dressed as Yoda. C- Yoda? Because I did that last year. Coda Yoda? Really dressed like Yoda. No. Yes. Grandmaster Coda. That's what I call him.
0: <laughs> Fantastic. Well, it's this Halloween, I'm sure we're going to see more Star Wars costumes in our own personal lives. I have another party coming up Thursday on proper Halloween as we're listening. I'm going to be handing out candy to some neighborhood kids. I'm going to see if we get some Kylos maybe, uh, maybe get a few mm. Rays, you know. I feel like those are still popular this year, but last year I definitely saw more Marvel than Star Wars. Like, Black Panther was huge last year. Uh, maybe got some Thanoses. Mm-hmm. I'll be interested to see how that turns out. And if anyone has your own like Halloween Star Wars costumes, tweet at us at Living Force Pod. We'd love to see them. So a couple things before we get into some more Halloween themes for this episode. A couple shout-outs for the website. We have some new collections this week, as we do every week, because our team just exhausts me with how many collections <laughs> they put together on a weekly basis. So if you are a fan of Qui-Gon Jin, head over to utini.com. He's got a brand new reading guide. If you love the author, Christy Golden, she's got a whole um, collection up there for her stuff, like uh, Battlefront two Inferno Squad, Dark Disciple, some of our favorites. And also, Aaron Alston, the author who wrote about half the X-Wing series. They're Back in Legends, got a collection up. And I know we have an Anakin one that is pending currently, if you're live streaming. so
3: Yes, it should be up soon, hopefully. Yeah. It looks really good. Uh, that's one that we needed for a long time. So
0: He's kind of important. You know? Yeah. Eh. He he's he is literally What's the chosen. chosen one? He is the chosen <laughs> one. Fight me. Watch the Mortis arc. He's the chosen one. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Another update I want to throw out is about Patreon, as we've been throwing it around a bunch of this episode already. After last week's video, um, Endeavor, somehow we got more mm-hmm, patrons, mm-hmm. guys. I was I was amazed. Yeah. I was shocked, and I was so happy. And we want to welcome. Ken Jackson and William Boyko into the Living Force family, um, who joined our Patreon.
3: Yeah, a quick shout-out to those guys, too. They've been around since, like, the beginning, y'all. Like, um, William Boyko and Ken Jackson's names were printed on Yutini labels for months. Wow. Those guys were both both, uh, big subscribers of Yutini back when we sold the books, so... Um,
2: Ken Jackson is that the guy that used to post those awesome pictures? Yes, yeah. On the Facebook, yeah, he posted group, right? those really,
3: really great photos. And like, he, yeah, I, I, I asked a couple, a couple uh customers a long time ago to like if they would be willing to write like a little testimonial. And and Ken Jackson like made me almost cry. Like, like it was the <laughs> nicest thing I've ever read in my life. It was something along the lines of just like. Like, this is why Star Wars is awesome, is folks like you that are super passionate about it, and like I'm a Utini customer for life, is what he said. I'm just like Wow It was it was it was strong praise. So shout out to you guys and welcome to Patreon. Hopefully we make it worth your while. Um we started uh this might be a good transition, Eric. We started the first uh Legends look back episode um yeah. this week.
0: Episode zero for our patrons went up. Um at the Guardian of the Wills level and above, got to hear the first Legends Look Back featuring Jared and Freddy. They went through Death Troopers and Red Harvest. It was a really cool episode. They got a really awesome vibe, and that was the first kind of foray into extra content. So we hope that if you did listen to that, that you really liked it. If you haven't listened to it yet and you are a patron, in your podcast app, there's a way to add the RSS feed from Patreon in there so you can get all those episodes. They make it super easy uh, through the Patreon app, so go ahead and add that because you don't want to miss any of those. Uh, I know some of us will be appearing on some upcoming legends look back episodes as well, and in like fifteen days, we're gonna get the first episode of the Mandalorian.
3: man somebody i was helping <laughs> I was helping a buddy of mine hang his uh, mount his t v yesterday mm-hmm. good and friend he just he just yes mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yes uh he just casually dropped that on me like hey man uh Mandalorian comes out in two weeks. What do we do it? I'm like what? Two weeks, that's all we have before The Mandalorian? That is mind-blowing, guys. Dude, yeah.
2: once November hits, it is an absolute onslaught. It you is. One thing after the other until Rise of Skywalker. <clears throat> yeah,
0: I mean, I can't wait. And on that note, our first episode of Bounty Hunt, which is our show where we will talk about other Star Wars properties like The Mandalorian, will be releasing on Patreon the week of that release. So keep an eye out for that. And this isn't in the outline, but I want to reference in relation to November content... One of the things we have coming up on November 5th is the release of Resistance Reborn, which is one of the most anticipated books in the history of the Star Wars canon. We posted a new article today because there was an excerpt that introduced the return of Wedge Antilles and Nora Wexley, who are both confirmed now to be in that book. So head over to Uetini.com, read my write-up about that. And tomorrow, as we're recording, so Tuesday the 29th, the embargo was lifted on that book. Um,
3: right, so you can talk about it. I finally. can. I was lucky enough <laughs> to get a review copy of it.
0: I have written a no spoilers review with my rating that will be going up tomorrow as we are live recording. Yes. So if you're listening, Eric to this, hasn't it's told there. us
3: a single thing about no. it. Like. Like, nope. not only did he, like, stick to the embargo hardcore, like, he wouldn't even tell other people on his team what was about it. I mean, Charles, no. have you heard anything? I, sent, I don't know anything.
2: No, I sent him threatening text messages <laughs> multiple times and just absolute radio silence. Yes, he didn't tell us anything about the
3: book, so I don't know. I think that's a good sign. I yeah. think that's a really good sign.
0: So it is. so be sure to check that out tomorrow, and there's going to be links in that review of how to pre-order with our Amazon link at Utini to help us get a few cents. Um, cause I think you may want to a couple more things about the positivity train. You were talking about earlier, Corey, you mentioned, uh, Ken's right up that made you almost cry. We got a couple reviews this week and statements that kind of hit me in a similar way that I wanted to address over on iTunes where you can absolutely give us five stars and review us. If you feel, you know, led by the force to do so, we got a brand new review on October 20th. So this would have been right before we did our first live stream from T. Guthrie 12, that I just wanted to read real quick. It's five stars and it's called Force Yes. And it reads This podcast and everything teeny is affiliated with kicks so much Bantha butt. After a two year <laughs> crash course reading all the new canon novels, I needed a way to track my progress, share my thoughts, and hear from other fans. My friends aren't at my fandom level, but that's okay. Totally for you on that
2: preach
0: (laughs) this team has quickly given me everything i needed and so much more they love star wars they love life and they love encouragement and positivity i've binged the full podcast series in a little over a week
1: and i can't wait for more please
0: do me a favor and become a part of the living force regret it you will not man i
2: see you t guthrie
0: 12 yeah t guthrie 12 man yeah, that's man, awesome. That is
3: sick. Welcome. That's a great review. Thanks a lot for that. Like it's such encouraging when we find out that like what we do seems to matter. Like like we put all this work into all these different things that we're working on like the website, the podcast, the Discord. Like we really do put a lot of work into all this stuff. So like, you know, every new medium that we like start working on, you know, that's that's another possible way to get people in the Star Wars books. And that's why we're doing it. So 100%. Um yeah. It's always great to get that. That's super nice.
0: So in addition to that awesome review on iTunes, we got another awesome comment this week on Discord. And it was in our in our feedback channel, which we don't really see a whole lot in now and then. It's good for like technical stuff about the website, but this one was kind of an emotional uh, hit that I really loved. Um, and it was from, as I pull it up again, They call me T13, which may be... T got three twelves, like evolution into <laughs> T thirteen. I'm not. I'm not saying that is an impossibility, uh, but I wanted to read uh, his comment real quick because it made me really happy. He says, "I just want to take a minute to say thank you to your entire team through your site, through you, your site and podcast. I have fallen in love with Star Wars all over again." I've recommended your offerings to everyone who will listen, and your positivity has encouraged me to even help other Star Wars fans find books in different countries where Amazon doesn't deliver. Y'all are awesome. Keep doing what y'all are doing. Mad props to the entire Utini team.
2: Amazon doesn't deliver places?
0: <clears throat> I, I was amazed yes. as well!
3: <laughs> I didn't know that was a thing. Like, where? Um, I think I screenshotted these reviews for you earlier, too, but uh, this, uh, what, was the, what was their username? Uh, T3 something? What was it?
0: Uh, T. Guthrie T, 12.
3: Yes, T. Guthrie – or they call me – no, no, no. They call me T13. Oh, they call me T13, yeah. okay, so yeah. we got a couple cool reviews uh, from them as well that I posted this week, um, both on, I think, on Air to the Jedi, on the Thrawn book. Uh, there were a couple good reviews posted recently on utini.com. Um, I just want to say that the review of – um heir to the jedi was like top notch <laughs> because everybody knows that we don't like absolutely love that particular book um so you know it was kind of nice to see someone else do also kind of agreed with us but also like didn't rip <laughs> it a new one so
0: no it's uh it, it was a two out of five review and the title is a unique and uncomfortable <laughs> <reading."> <laughs> so if, if, it so perfectly <laughs> sums it up it really
3: does it really does.
0: So, uh I I am not going to read the whole review cuz I want you to go go over to com on the Air to the Jedi page, scroll down, but I will read you the last sentence. Air to the Jedi is not a must-read, but it has its place. Yeah. It's a yeah. can read. So <laughs> <laughs> it is it's good yeah, read. Absolutely.
3: <laughs> absolutely. Oh, awesome. And then lastly, I know we're just like really dragging this out. We just we've gotten a lot of really cool feedback lately and I I love to share it. Charles, you got a really cool tweet this week too.
2: Yeah, yeah. I got someone that direct messaged me actually this morning, um, and it was from, you know, I don't want to give away too much personal information, but I did share it with, the, with you guys, um, basically, you know, saying that it's another medical professional that lives in the same general area as me, saying, uh, love the podcast, keep up the good work. Essentially, thanks for everything that we're doing. Um, and it, this was from Mitchell Ray, at Knights of Ray, on Twitter, which is a fantastic oh! handle. Yeah, that's great. How'd you get uh, that? Great, that's right? Nice, right? So, yeah, if you guys uh, if you guys want to reach out to us individually too, we do pass on everything. So, thanks, Mitchell, for reaching out. I'm glad you're a listener, and we're thankful for every last one of y'all. Yeah, totally, totally,
0: hundred percent. Now, for our main part of this episode, we are going to be talking about all things Star Wars Halloween. As the that is. <laughs> Okay, that was great. Let's go back. (laughs) Eric just had a stroke. You
2: you scared me.
0: I had like eight sentences that tried to happen all at once. Let's do that again. Now for the main part of this week's episode, we're going to talk about all things Star Wars Halloween. As it is the week of Halloween, I want to talk to you guys a little bit about Star Wars costumes as a whole. Because even through decades where there weren't Star Wars movies, there weren't TV shows, there weren't video games. It wasn't the, you know, renaissance we have right now. People were still wearing Star Wars costumes all the time. And what do you think it is about Star Wars specifically that has lasted so long specifically with costumes?
3: I don't know, man, but I like when you when I think about like old school Star Wars to costumes, a lot of things come to mind. And one of my favorite things is like old 80s and 90s movies that have people in Star Wars costumes in them. Like like E.T. Mm-hmm. is the perfect example. There was yeah. so much yeah. Star Wars in E. T. and it was fantastic. Like, um mm-hmm. one of my favorite scenes in that film is when they go trick or treating and uh, they're outside and E. T. sees that guy dressed as Yoda. And this is this is yeah. like <laughs> the time period, I guess, would be Rot J like era Yoda. And uh, it's funny, man. Like they're like, No, that's not that's not your people. That's this is some dude in a... man, <laughs> I love that.
0: It's it's great, and it's and hey, that's why Et is uh, in the Senate. That's right. It must be because it, you know, it is it is such a thing though to put you know any movie can have a guy in a Vader mask. You know, it's so iconic. Vader's iconic. What you're wearing, the the Han yes, Solo I know. vest, I know. is iconic. I
3: know. It is. It's so iconic. Like people, like I'm like so far above everybody in my co-workers and stuff when it comes to star wars fandom but like everybody instantly recognized oh you're han solo like because people know it even if they're not mm-hmm. huge star wars fans because they're you're right it's iconic yeah. it's crazy
0: and like a bathrobe is a jedi robe yeah you know uh, of course whoever you are you that's, get it that's right it. And it's, that's
3: right like they're like wrapping paper tubes will never not be lightsabers ever
0: yeah <laughs> and it's such a cool time that you know halloween is where We can think this stuff all year round, and we can always think of it, but it's, like, kind of socially acceptable during this time of year for everyone to think of it. Yeah. so I mean, you I ask feel very
2: seen. what like gives it its longevity. It's that this entire process, right? Like, Star Wars is fantastical. It is another world that transports us away from our real world. That's what reading the books does as well, right? Yeah, it puts totally. us in a galaxy far, yeah. far away. And this yeah. is one season out of every year, uh, besides for, like, maybe major movie releases where we can dress up or cons where we can dress up and whatnot, where we can actually... Pretend that we are those people, like outwardly as well as inwardly, which is always a ton of fun. Yeah,
0: absolutely. So let's, and now, like we have,
2: I'm very interested to hear what
3: uh, what Star Wars costumes that you guys had over the years because this we didn't talk about this ahead of time. But no, I,
0: I, <clears throat> I shamefully haven't had too many. I, I did a uh, when I was I think 22. I did a Return of the Jedi Luke, mm-hmm. which was just like I cut, you know. Uh, uh, got a turtleneck and cut a little V and I got a little like fabric to put over for the vest and just wore jeans, boots and one glove. Sure. And that was, so I had that, I don't know, but I never did like, you know, the, the, the young kid stormtrooper, oh, yeah. Yeah. or, uh, you know, the, the little, uh, chewy or anything like that.
2: Yeah. I did, I did Vader when I was very young. There's a picture of me like six or seven maybe, um, with the full Vader garb on. Um, I've been Anakin several times. Obi Wan, of course, because he's my favorite character. Always, always a lightsaber wielding yeah. uh, character, though. That I don't
0: think i have ever you. done anyone sure.
2: else.
0: Ooh, a uh, quick, quick shout out! Looking in the chat, uh, Patrick Ortiz says a couple of years ago he made a homemade Jawa costume. That's fantastic, and. Turned a trash can into an R two nice. costume.
3: Nice, Patrick. <laughs> so, I've missed you so much, man. <laughs> that's fantastic. I was uh. Oh, I oh, had, oh nice. You got a BB-8 okay. costume that's in there. That's pretty good. Sweet. I um. Awesome. When I was little, uh, about the time Phantom Menace came out, I was uh, I was Phantom Menace era Obi Wan Kenobi. So I it had this um, it was one of those Walmart costumes, I guess, right? And it had this goofy. Yep like braid thing that went like over your ear it just sat there and i hated it i thought it was so stupid and i didn't want to i didn't want to wear it because i was a, a kid and i was dumb i didn't understand what the braid was all about but like like it would just sit there and so i would refuse to wear it but yeah that was like old school obi-wan
0: yeah you were already well, past I, hey, the
2: padawan stage yeah. you didn't need the braid Fair Fair
0: exactly enough. uh and Royal farm boy has officially requested pictures of me as luke so i will throw those in the patreon Uh, once we're done recording. Yeah, totally. Because I I do have a couple of those. So in addition to costumes, Halloween is also about horror, right? About scary Uh things. And as silly as Star Wars is, as emotional as it is, uh, which I'm feeling a lot because I'm doing a reread of Lost Stars right now, which is uh, putting me in a very emotional spot at work, Uh, Star Wars can also be freaking terrifying. It can be super scary. And why do you guys think that that specific genre works so well and and kind of is it's found in the movies it's in animation it's in the books like we we always hit a little horror you know why put that in your sci fi fantasy epic for children
2: i I think it just it fits really well right i mean i I talked about this in the opening to my horror collection that's up on utini.com, but all human fears are based in lack of knowledge or lack of understanding of something, right? Essentially Mm -hmm. the unknown. So like no one's actually afraid of the dark, right? You're afraid of what could be out there. And it's the fact that you don't know what's just beyond your vision. That's what scares you. And so when you're talking about an entirely different galaxy full of different species and, and creatures, they're all monsters, right? Like the first Mm -hmm. cantina scene uh, in a new hope, like, that could be in a horror film. Who knows? Um, I, and so there's so much that we don't know in that galaxy that I think it inherently lends itself to uh, to horror.
0: Absolutely. All right. So in honor of that, we are going to go through our top 10 scariest moments in Star Wars film and TV. And I'm going to start us off at number 10. Uh, it's from The Clone Wars, and it is the episode with The Zillow Beast. Now, when this creature was first you know revealed in that episode if you haven't seen it the zilla beast is like godzilla with crazy armor trying to destroy everything in its path and it gets taken off this planet brought to coruscant which is nuts because naturally palpatine wants to weaponize it yep right but what what did you guys think the first time you saw that episode about this like straight up like 19 50s, 60s monster movie coming into Clone Wars.
3: Well, it was like straight King Kong stuff, right? I mean, it's like yeah, it yeah. Brings yeah, him, I guess brings so, yeah, him into the city, and obviously they like can barely control him. So I, that didn't really strike me as like the horror sort of scary type of thing. But there was definitely such an element of of like just it being so uncontrollable that I don't know, like it's freaky, I suppose.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like that classic. That classic monster, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, like yeah. Yeah. it would be. I I think of it in the black and white and the oh, poster yeah. okay. being like the Zillow. Yeah, all right. I see. I know? see. So
3: it's almost. It's less of a scary fear thing and more of like a classic redepiction of of horror. Like of. Sure, old school w- horror. which
0: which is something that we're gonna hit uh, later in this episode uh, as well. So a little tease for us to come later. Uh, Charles, hit us with our number nine.
2: Yeah, so number 9, uh this is going to be from the Clone Wars as well. So we actually get quite a bit of horror in that series um because I think they do go a bit more outside of the box when it comes to Star Wars, but number 9 is Mother Talzin and the Night Sisters and their dark <laughs> magic of all sorts. We could pick a from a whole plethora of episodes for that one, but essentially they, you know, they're witches. They I mean that's what they are. They're the witches of Dathomir, right? Um, yeah. they have full on like green energy and potions and they do all these things that are just unreal that you're not supposed to be able to do. Um, like giving Darth Maul a new bottom half of his body and all these kinds of things. So yeah. straight and out like of the horror, whole zombie,
0: a horde, you know, they yeah, literally yeah. reanimate in it, all the dead souls. Exactly. You know,
2: exactly. Witches are about as old school horror as you can get. And the Clone Wars did it really well.
0: Hundred percent. Corey, what you got for eight?
2: Um eight.
3: Uh oh yeah, okay, I remember this. Um this that scary octopus space squid thingy with all the eyeballs that was in solo was was sick. <laughs> that was fantastic. Yeah, and I almost wish that like we could see that in some other context rather than just like running from it because that was that was mm-hmm. nuts. Like I think was it Rebel? I guess Rebels. Inter- I don't know if Rebels specifically introduced the idea of like living creatures being in outer space in Star Wars,
2: but that door has been wide
3: open.
0: Yeah, with the with the pergil. Yeah. yeah,
2: yeah. I the moment yeah. when the light cuts on and you see the eyeball open, and yeah, everyone and in go, the cockpit ah! jumps back. <laughs> I mean, that's yeah. that's a classic moment.
0: Yeah, that was great, and I like. I think there's just something scary when something has either too many eyes or too many teeth. Yes. Like, that is, by default, terrifying. Or too many
2: tentacles.
0: Yeah. just Just, uh, you you max out at four, like, anything, frankly. (laughs) Yeah. Huge shout-out to the Maw Creature in there. Uh, Number seven is a very classic scary uh, scene in Star Wars. And one that we've mentioned on this podcast before as being kind of our first... Jump into a little bit of absurdism in Star Wars, and that's the cave in Dagobah. I mean, Luke going in there was freaking scary. It it is. Yeah, it's that, that scene it's scary. was yeah,
3: legitimately scary. Yeah, it's scary music, man. Yeah, I I was yeah. that scene actually scared me when I was a kid watching that movie. I don't know if you guys have any sort of moments that are things like you know when you're a kid you watch you know adult scenes in movies and like they're scary but they're not like supposed to be scary. It just scares you because you're a kid. Like. Like, you're afraid of, like, a, like, I don't know, like, a dumb monster in a movie that's not actually a monster, he's a lovable character, but you thought it was scary, like... Uh, my cousin was afraid of the mask, <laughs> the Jim Carrey movie. Oh, uh, it was it, okay. That's fair. He was so that is so creepy. scared of like so like you just pick arbitrary things and you're scared of it. I didn't like the the cave scene when I was little in in mm-hmm. Empire because I thought it was so scary. Yeah. He like crawled down there with a snake and you remember the snake is like hanging off the yeah. yep. the cave opening. Uh, I thought it was scary as crap. And then he goes in there and he fights Darth Vader. And I didn't understand. I think as a kid that it wasn't actually Darth Vader. Like
0: yeah, and he's just. And he's moving so slow; yeah. it's like that really foreboding yeah. Yeah. motion. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah,
0: yeah, it was super freaking creepy. Yeah, it was. Uh, Charles, number six, uh, which is going to be something that if I check the chat, uh, Trevor Davy uh, just mentioned. So Did he Charles, mention it? Tell us what it is.
2: Well, great stuff, Trevor. Uh, number six is going to be the minox in the space slug. So, I mean, this this moment is so classic horror film if you think about it right like you're inside Mm -hmm. in a relatively safe environment and then Mm -hmm. like you see something out of the window and then you decide hey let's all go outside and see what that thing was Which is right, always, right. always it, a recipe for disaster. Like, yeah, it's
3: never it always a such good a Han idea.
0: thing. Like, it, it's yeah. the most Han Solo moment. It is,
2: it is. But it's also it's a classic misdirect, right? Because you think, yeah. oh, there's all these small little flying creatures. Like, this is our threat. No, you're actually inside of a giant space slug. So it's a twofer. I think it's a twofer horror moment, but definitely classic nonetheless.
0: Yeah, without a doubt. Uh, Corey, hit us with number five before we take a
3: number break. Number five uh, was the entire beginning of the Darth Maul arc in uh, the Clone Wars. So, like that—that yeah. that was that was that was to me much more horror esque uh, than mm-hmm. sort of um, um, what's what's it called? The Zilla Beast, right? Like, cause like that whole mm-hmm. scene, like he's on that trash planet and like that really creepy slug dude who you know is not going to be a good guy like as soon as you meet him like <laughs> you just know that like this guy because he's a creepy yes slug. <laughs> this guy is a villain i know he's a villain and i don't like where this is going and he goes underground and man darth maul is so insane and creepy and his horns are really yeah, tall
0: it's the psychological terror because that's, that's what gets me more often than not is people that aren't like in charge of their minds while they're being evil like the, uh, and it, and it's Sam Whitworth's Wit- performance also is like masterful yes, the yes, way he yes totally the way he 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 creates Maul's cadence and he goes high pitch every once in a while and he <laughs> just kind of goes all over the place and it's it's really unsettling because you're never it. sure where he yeah, is yeah really does um yeah and I mean Maul I mean Maul's arc is again pro- is one for the history books in Clone Wars and Rebels but to start off there to to choose hey. Remember this really scary guy from episode one you thought was all awesome and solid? We're going to make him totally insane and half spider. Just unhinged. Yeah. What a flex. What a flex.
2: Seriously. So if if creepy slugs have to be evil, should I be worried that Claude or Cloud or however you say it is involved in Palpatine's Return?
0: (laughs) he is he's a, creepy slu-
2: he's a creepy slug Wake up. I just want to point that <laughs> Patrick Ortiz <laughs> just
3: commented about the uh, zombie gene oceans uh, too which uh, I yeah. think we actually have in our yeah. list somewhere we're, oh yeah we're stay know. tuned we'll, we'll have to see
0: stay tuned well hey on that note we're actually going to take a quick break here if you're listening to the audio you are about to hear a Utd member break and if you're live on the stream we're going to flip screens here for just a second and we will be back in just a bit <clears throat>
1: Hi, this is Jared Mays, coming to you from Lemonster, Massachusetts. I'd like to make a Legends recommendation, and that is Yoda Dark Rendezvous by Sean Stewart. This is one of these Clone Wars-era novels that, for me, really slipped under my radar for quite a while. I thought, well, hey, I'm getting all the Clone Wars that I need from the animated TV show. There's so many Clone Wars-era books, I'm not quite sure that I really want to give it the time But I finally got around to reading this one this year, and I was so incredibly pleasantly surprised. This is really a gem of Star Wars Legends. It gives us a rare spotlight on Yoda. And of course, Count Dooku as well. And after having just read Dooku Jedi Lost, this really scratched a Star Wars Legends Dooku itch that I had. Especially with my newfound knowledge of Dooku, my new interest in him, my new take on the character that I had from Kevin Scott's incredible story, I was so excited to get to hear another story about Dooku where he's trying to set a trap for Yoda under the guise of wanting to end the Clone Wars once and for all. On top of all of this, the great inside perspective that we get on Yoda, of course, the very close, personal story with Dooku as well, we also get a really great atmosphere and a setting on the planet of Vajune or, hey, something like that. It's Star Wars, all right? He has this stronghold surrounded by parasitic plants, and it's clearly an homage to Christopher Lee's background in monster movies, and we find Dooku being this both spooky and sympathetic villain. I hope that you enjoy it as much as I did, or even half as much as I did, and I know that you'll love it. In the meantime, may the Force be with you. All
0: right, and we are back. Uh, that clip just took it out of me man i can't it's pretty horrifying i can't i know i I, got chills i I don't know what to do now anymore i i guess we got to press on because we started a list and the horror of that clip from our member our friend cannot stop us (laughs) so number four (laughs) our scary moments um is Anakin being burned alive in *Revenge of the Sith*? And and I want to make a caveat here that a lot of us have become really desensitized to this.
2: <laughs> yes, but That's true.
0: but guys, he is burning alive.
2: Immolation like, is I... one of the most horrifying things. Yes,
3: that <laughs> it's you so think scary. Of.
0: Um, on my birthday, me and my girlfriend watched *Revenge of the Sith* uh for our for our rewatch. I'm mean, I'm in in the process of doing the you know the pre episode nine rewatch. And man, watching it, it is graphic. It is really graphic for a PG thirteen. Yeah. I mean, his hair is it burning is off. His skin is blackening. Like, mm. and when I, he says "I, I gotta...
2: hate you" in that voice, yes, oh,
0: oh. It really is. It it is a scary moment. I mean, especially if you know we say Star Wars is made for kids. You are a young between the ages of nine and twelve or so, and seeing a man burn alive in front of you that that's a lot. It's heavy. Uh. So, yeah, I guess I wanted to throw that on there just to be like, hey, I know that we all get scared by different things now, and we've been seeing Hayden Christensen get burned alive for, like, 15 years, but it's still a very scary moment. Uh, Charles, number three, please.
2: I'll, I'll give you number three, but, you know, it's really sad that this one didn't go to you, Eric. Uh, and the oh, listeners yeah. will understand why in a minute, because number three is the Borgullet. Yes. Borgullet! <laughs> Thank you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we'll know the truth.
2: Thank you. Yo, the Borgulet oh, nice. is
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: the Borgulet is another example, I think, of. The kind of monster or creature type of horror, but it's also it plays on the psychological stuff, right? Like the Borgel. Exactly. Kind of, it kind of, <laughs> you know who you sound like, dude. This is I'm just realizing this. Did you watch the Fairly Odd Parents? Yes. The professor yes. that always yells "Fair Godparents." Yes,
3: that is exactly who he sounds like.
2: That is who that Fairies. is. Fairies. Who gonna is t- <laughs> all? <also. Okay. laughs>
1: Jesus Christ. <laughs>
2: Uh, yes. So the Borgullet he wraps you up. He knows when you're telling lies. He can see your deepest secrets. And when he lets you go, as we learned from Bodie Rook, you are just not right anymore. Yes. So that is yeah. horrible. Listen, those, and I, those I don't
3: like. Squid tentacles are weirdly erotic as that's well. That's what I'm saying, man. Like, oh, they, well, that's not they, where I, I mean. Was they're going like with that. Like, um, like wrapped around your face, and they're just like. <laughs> Did they get get into your mind like there's something gross. i am
2: i am shook right now because i've never associated borgullet and erotica
1: at
3: all all right all right all right, all right. Okay, maybe on, trying, is a strong like,
0: borgullet. word That's <laughs> a little treat for our video watchers that's right uh, <laughs> so yeah other than the hilarious erotica uh that is assigned with borgullet uh he's very scary
2: Maybe Bergellet uh, will make our top 10 romantic moments as well.
0: Ooh, could be. Uh, Corey, hit up uh, number two. No, no I, have to, already I have to
3: take number one, Eric, on principle. Okay,
0: okay, I'll take number two. Yes, Drew. All CEO, right, so pulling the
2: I am the Senate card there.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Once
2: CEO, why you a-holes let
3: me call myself the CEO of this company is beyond me. Because every time I see that written somewhere, I'm like, God, what kind of tool has CEO at Utini.com as their email? Like,
0: Jesus. Well, we all CEOs. use it. So. so number two is what I think is, is my personal um, number one. It is what I think is actually the most horrific moment in all Star Wars, and that is, as Patrick said earlier, the Brain Invader episodes of the Clone Wars when they're on Geonosis. In these yep. episodes, there are these worms on Geonosis that slither into the nostrils of clone troopers and make them zombies, <laughs> and Geonosians alike. And it is horrifying.
3: It is.
2: So and so Opie. scary. Doesn't Barisofi yeah, also?
0: Embarrass.
3: No, yeah. she, doesn't, she doesn't. No, Obi- Obi- Obi-Wan is a giant a douche about it. You guys remember that? Like so I, I watched this recently, this episode when I was uh on nights like a couple weeks ago. Uh I watched it with uh-huh. my senior I was on nights with. And uh-huh. um Obi Wan like like they're like one of the zombies is like carrying the little like larva thing to go up like mm-hmm. uh what's her face's nose. Um no, no no Ahsoka's the green barris? Oh, barris no barris is the yeah. young one who's the what's her master's name oh luminara. luminara yeah yeah so like the zombie is carrying it to like to luminara right and because they're like telling her it's gonna take over her mind and luminara is like uh are you gonna help me because she's like you know tied up up there or whatever right oh yeah, right, yeah. and uh obi-wan's like no no i want to see what's gonna happen and she's like are you freaking kidding me right now? Like, and and Anakin, even Anakin is like, uh, master? Yeah, that's... Yeah,
0: when Anakin's like, damn, you know you messed up. (laughs)
3: Exactly, It it was funny, man.
0: But yeah, I mean, shout out to the animators on that episode, though. Like, the physicality that all the troopers go through and, like, the kind of like inhuman ways their bodies yeah. moving, ugh, and when the, the worms willies. come
2: out of people's mouths or nose, like when they're already controlled, uh, is just disgusting.
0: Yeah. Yes, it is. Uh more like poor vomit. Am I right? Mm. Uh, all right, Corey, uh, CEO of Utini, tell us number one on our list of I the am scariest in moments it. in Star Wars.
3: Dude, the Vader scene in Rogue One is the scariest scene in Star Wars. It has yeah. to be the hallway, the hallway scene, scene. the Vader hallway <laughs> yeah. scene in Rogue One at the very end. That was the scene that we all paid for our movie tickets to see. Like that was it, <laughs> yeah. and that scene was so scary. Like I remember seeing it for the first time, I was just like losing it. I stood up out of my in my chair, like my my wife had to like pull me down, like because I got so excited. Yeah. I just stood up. I'm like, oh yeah, people are sitting behind me. That's not really cool. Like um.
0: And I think it's, it's, the, it's the horror in the rebels voices. Yes. And like the guy's banging on the, take die, it, like, take it! Take yes, it! <laughs> yes. and like Vader's nonchalance of holding the guy up to the, up to the ceiling and then just slicing him in yes, half as yes. he walks it behind. Him.
3: So flipping like, scary. Like I, 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 I had never looked at Vader like that. Like Vader is continuously called like the greatest villain in all of cinema. Like he, like he always ends mm-hmm. up in lists of villains like that. And man, he was scary in rogue one.
2: I mean, we talked about how Anakin burning. We're desensitized. That we're definitely desensitized. Vader too. I mean, look at how in uh, in George Mann's myths and fables. Look how he was depicted in the in the Dark Wraith. Right. Like, I mean, he's just this dark, tall, shadowy figure with strange abilities and this like burning laser sword of fury. Like that's that is terrible. If Vader walked into that hallway the same like the same way into your apartment or your home, I mean. No, it's done. Yeah,
0: it's Oh, done yeah. I mean, think about being a, a person that had just watched Empire before Return of the Jedi comes out, before we get the redemption, right? All you know of Vader is a new hope and Empire. He's terror. He he is the Black Knight that is just going to show up and destruction reigns after yeah, him all the time. Totally. And he's going to cut your hand off. <laughs> I mean – Apparently.
3: Always losing limbs.
0: So, Yeah. <clears throat> definitely definitely a lot of horror there uh we have a couple honorable mentions we want to mention that didn't exactly make it into our list but are also a little more eu centric and something we thought of during this so uh a real quick shout out to Fizen gore i wanted to mention who if you do not know Fizen gore he was the villain in last spring's right last spring's last shot Mm -hmm. by daniel jose older of the future project luminous that's right. That's right stay tuned uh, so, he was a guy that was kind of obsessed with droids, right? And and was trying to make himself a little grievous ish, but with a way more evil twist. And it was a lot more about kind of like body mutilation. Yeah. There's, just, um, there's some
3: strong and, droid cyborg Frankenstein like vibes. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I got real creepy real fast. So, big shout out to Fry the Gore um, for our EU fans. What Else we got what else we got on this? I list? wanted
3: to added this one just a second ago. Um, I wanted to mention this uh, the KOTOR 2 game because I am the KOTOR guy, Charles, as you pointed out a couple of episodes ago. Um, man, the KOTOR games has got a lot of kind of scary stuff in it. Um, specifically, the second KOTOR game has just a lot of really vibes of uh, of horror and stuff. And like the main villains, Darth, I, I can never say it, is it Nihilus?
0: Nihilus. Nihilus. Darth
3: Nihilus. Yeah. Yeah, He was super scary, like, because he never spoke or did anything – um the exile not the exile what was the guy's name is it exile XR-kun.
2: no who is the who is the
3: sith in that in that game with like all of his skin was like destroyed and broken like do you remember that Oh,
2: like the cracked stone looking yeah yeah
3: that dude stuff. Is that listen what you're talking about? there's this like when he shows up at the very beginning of that game in the ship that's empty with all the dead people on it and he's just like in the cargo hold like kneeling waiting for you to come fight him that was so flipping scary when i was a kid like Um, there's a lot of stuff in KOTOR 2 that just has eerie, you're all alone in the galaxy vibes, and uh, some good stuff in there.
0: I'm also gonna, uh, speaking of games, I'm gonna guess that we're gonna get a few good horror moments in Jedi Fallen Order next month, because that game is gonna be a lot of going around in dark temples, Mm -hmm. a lot of exploring, so I feel like there's gonna be some giant things that are gonna jump out at us there. A couple more from the films, we have the the worm the assassin worms that went to go kill padme and attack of the clones because they again too many legs that's right that's just too many legs
3: worms just worms yeah. are just creepy yeah they are centipedes and millipedes like there's i i am happy finding any other bugs in my basement like wolf yeah. spiders Ooh. granddaddy long i'll find up, yeah. but man centipedes especially the ones with like the long antennas i hate mm-hmm. that shit that stuff is so scary uh
0: Looking in our chat, Trevor Davy and Adam Dyson, within ten seconds of each other, save you, Corey. Uh, Darth Sion is what right. you're talking about. Darth
3: Sion, man, you guys are the best. Oh,
0: shout out to you guys! And Trevor also mentions everything about Afra's murder droids is pretty terrifying. So that's also true from the Darth from true. the uh, Doctor Afra comic. Yeah, yeah. they're pretty fun. Um, and then last one we uh, got mentioned earlier in the chat was the Ray Cave from Last Jedi. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, again, it, it kind of plays on that. It's the Dagobah Cave in a different way. It plays with that kind of psychological horror, not quite knowing what's real. Um, I think there's always some sort of t- uh, scariness, horror factor in Force Visions. And, I mean, I feel like we're all, we're all getting really into Force Visions lately. And with Rise of Skywalker, I'm sure we'll get something there as well. So those are our top ten and honorable mention scary moments in Star Wars. If you have ones that we missed Please tweet at us at Living Force Pod. Throw it up on our Living Force Podcast Discord channel. We want to hear from you on what scares you senseless in a galaxy far, far away. One more thing we want to talk about on this Halloween episode is something that we mentioned, gosh, way, way, way many episodes ago. And that is Kevin Scott, a friend of the podcast, uh, his comics, The Tales from Vader's Castle and The Return to Vader's Castle. If you do not know these comics, they are Halloween horror themed comics that come out, well, two Octobers in a row as of right now, last year and now this year. They are through IDW, kind of the Star Wars Adventures imprint. And we wanted to go through kind of what they are and go through each issue. Now, Charles, you've read these, right?
2: I have, yeah.
0: Yeah, and then Corey is our newbie I on am, this episode. Yes, I
3: am the newbie, but I have been purchasing them. I have the physical copies. Well,
0: That's what matters. Kevin, if you're listening... Yes, you've yes. go. <laughs> you, you, you got to cut,
3: Kevin, for sure. Um, yeah, yeah, I've been purchasing them. We talked about this a long time ago that um, I said we were all going to try to start picking up the the comics and, and reading them. And I'm a little bit behind still. So was always a problem with comics is because you have to pick them up every week and stuff. But I have a comic shop. Uh, I've been going to pick up my pull list. It's always so exciting to go to the comic book store and uh, get the comic books that they've like saved for me and stuff. So I've been picking them up. I've just been... Too busy delivering babies, man. I haven't had a whole lot of time to read comics.
0: <laughs> exactly, that's the problem. But we are, we are, we are going to try to get more into the comics as a whole with the relaunch at the beginning of the year. So stay tuned. If if we uh, maybe add some more Patreon things, we're not sure yet. But Charles, tell our listeners and viewers briefly what is the what is Tales from Vader's Castle? So we, if we go through the first series, what yeah. is that in a nutshell?
2: Yeah. So Tales from Vader's Castle it basically follows a group of Rebels. The leader is Lena Graff, and then there's Tom Hud. Uh, this little like lobster slash bug looking creature who's actually just adorable, not scary at all, not creepy yeah, at not, all. Not
0: not scary like a worm.
2: No, no, he is just cute. His name is Scrit, and then there are two Skrit. droids. X, <laughs> yeah, um, XMG3 and CR8R, and they all crash land their ship, unfortunately, on the planet Mustafar. And the only basically sign of civilization is a big castle in the midst of all the lava. And we as readers know exactly what this castle is. Uh, it's Vader's castle. And yep. so the, this group of rebels basically starts going towards the castle because they need to find a way off of this planet. And as they go, they decide to entertain each other with some of their own stories of horrors from... Across the galaxy. And so each issue, you are treated to one of those stories, and then you get a little bit more of what's happening with them inside of the castle as well.
0: Yeah, so the Rebels serve as a frame story. And if you're a comic book fan, uh, you know that sometimes different artists can work on the same issue together. And that's what it is with this series. So the Rebels' story is all one artist through each issue. They do like the first three pages and like the last two to kind of make the whole story. But then each quote unquote um horror tale that they tell each other is a completely different artist each issue so you get a totally different aesthetic you get a different vibe and each issue features different classic characters so for example issue one the first scary story they tell each other is involving kanan Hera, and chopper and it's a story of uh the droid is like oh i had a friend chopper that told me about this thing and it's about a haunted ship so it's kind of like the ghost in the machine essentially uh, plays on that trope, because Kevin Scott is obviously a huge horror fan, and you can tell in this series because he uses a lot of classic horror tropes. So that's issue one. Uh, issue two I really dug of Tales from Vader's Castle. It's Adi Gallia and Obi-Wan Kenobi uh, landing on a planet where this like vampire-esque character is coming, and you find out it's Count Dooku mm. has been essentially terrorizing this this city with this bigger vampiric type creature and it's super fun because you know christopher lee played dracula and there's a shot that's i mean kevin scott talked extensively in interviews back when it was coming out about intentionally referencing christopher lee and like the drawings are literally from that movie so that was a lot of fun and i really dug that one and then issue three which one was that charles
2: Issue 3 is a pretty interesting one with uh, Han and Chewie, and they are essentially tasked with taking some item of importance, I can't recall if, I think it was a statue. It's a lost cat statue. That's right. Yeah. They hired. Yeah, and they're uh, tasked with taking it to some planet, and they're promised riches for doing so, and so they jump at the chance. And when they get to this planet, it's kind of like this ship graveyard almost type thing with vines that have overtaken the whole planet and slowly but surely they realize that the uh the vines are basically coming from this giant like plant monster this one this one is pretty out there um yeah and it's
0: like there's like the emerald witch is 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 looking over all of them yeah and yeah, yeah the, the, the witch is almost lot. like a
2: bird-like creature Um, Mm -hmm. and you know, you end up finding out that she was actually the sister, I think of the person who hired them to take this statue Mm -hmm. to the planet. And it was all based around her trying to get power back on that planet. I mean, there's always a full story, but, uh, but this one was a lot of fun. The animation in particular was really nice. Uh, or the, the illustration rather.
0: Yeah. The illustration in the Han and Chewie one was, was a little more classically cartoony than maybe some of the other ones. Because uh, in the fourth issue, which was one of my favorites, right, was uh, the, it was an Ewok issue. It was all about the Ewoks, and the art was really freaking good.
2: Very different um, than the rest of the series. Very
0: different. A little more, you know. I, I struggle to say realistic with Ewoks, but you know what I mean. It's a little more <sighs> photo real um, and really detailed, and it's about them. Uh, trying to figure out why all their young are being kidnapped. And there's, like, a shaman and a sacrifice element and then that giant monster. And it's really kind of trippy. I think as far as, like, classical um, scary movie, that one really did it for me. And then when we get to issue five, because these are each five issues long, uh, issue five is all the main characters. So it's all of them trying to get out of the castle. Vader arrives and is, like, very much Rogue One Vader. Like, he is... Out to slaughter. He is out to scare. Who the you. hell is
3: in my <laughs> house? Pretty much <laughs> th-
0: th- verbatim. Um, and and then uh, as they escape, they pull on like lessons they learned from the earlier stories, like the morals of those horror stories to like help them escape from Vader. And in that way, it is a little more aimed at maybe your younger readers than you know the the main line from Marvel because it is the IDW Adventures. But it's still a very fun festive read. Um, If you want to pick that one up, again, you can go to com, look it up on the book profile and pick up that trade. Or, if you want, you can also get it digitally on Comixology. Um, And those are available there. But because that was so successful, they decided to bring it back this year for a return to Vader's Castle. And it's four issues in right now. And thus far, it's following the exact same format, but the artists have changed. Mm -hmm. Right? So, it's not the same frame story artist it's an artist named Francesco Francovia, who I freaking love. This dude's been around for years. He's done a he did a bunch of Batman work I loved. He did some Daredevil work I loved. Um and he's doing an amazing job with the frame story. It's a little more, um I mean, adults, I guess do I say?
2: Uh yeah. You know I, mean? It's, I mean, I could see that.
0: Yeah, because the frame story, as opposed to these friends telling stories, it's um one of the characters from Tales from Vader's castle will, uh, Tom, 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 right? Tom, Tom HUD.
2: Yeah.
0: Uh, has been captured. He didn't make it out. So, uh, he's, be, he's being tortured and now is essentially trying to, he escapes and tries to hide throughout the castle and then the stories still get told. So, so far, so far there's been a Darth Maul, Spider Maul story. Yes. There's which been is a,
2: terrifying. Uh, yes. Yeah. I mean, Charles look at that, that up art. For our
0: video viewers, um, It's got Maul and peak spider creepiness. The second issue is about Tarkin, but it's kind of about him being a Dr. Frankenstein character with something he created, which also shows the brutality of Tarkin. Uh, The third one is an Asajj Ventress story where she has to hunt a Sarlacc. And I love the front cover. It says, uh, Bop Shabop Little Sarlacc Horror, which is a play (laughs) on Little Shop of Horrors. If you're a musical fan... Uh and then the latest issue is a job of the hut story, which I was a little lukewarm on. I'll be a little honest. The the art didn't quite do it for me. It was a little harder to follow, I found. It was interesting.
2: I animated huts, you know? I mean they're it's, just kind it's of a, a puddle. It's a of, choice. It's the yeah. whole thing. But it did it involves the Bomar monks, which is really cool. Yeah. Um, so it pulls in some nice elements.
0: Yeah. So Issue 5 is going to be probably out by the time this is out for our audio listeners. It should be so out the day that been... this
2: episode – well, on Halloween, right? I'm pretty sure. On.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. So it will be out now by the time you're listening. Definitely give them a shot. Uh, I know a lot of the Tales from Vader's Castle are on sale right now in Comicsology. if you want to pick them up. Or if you want to be like Corey and realize that you have them all, uh, you just got to find the time to read them uh, between delivering children. Delivering yes. children. Maybe I
3: should just like – Take them with me to the deliveries. I'll just feel like... There you I'll go. Just, you only great. need but one like, Hold hand on, to catch a baby. Ma'am, That's right. Ma'am. <laughs> I'm going to need you to stop pushing for a minute while I read this comic book.
0: <laughs> exactly. Well, she,
2: hey, if you all pick up this this series, then you can read issue five along with us and figure out if Tom Hud survives and if he escapes Vader's castle and if maybe we might get a third series maybe next Halloween. Yeah. I don't know. Kevin Scott, can you confirm?
0: That- <laughs> yeah, there's maybe a thing like the Mist and fables thing with George Mann. You know, like it, it's kind of ripe for uh, an every year or or a continuous story. It is
2: because, because I mean, who's so to say like whether this ha- these are all stories told by people in universe, right? Like, did did Dooku really become a giant werewolf slash vampire creature? Yeah, maybe not. Probably, but that's prob- what the stories say. Probably not. Um,
3: probably not. Probably but not. maybe.
2: But but probably
3: maybe. But probably, yes.
0: All right. yes. <laughs> So, as we're about to round up this episode of Halloween Spooktacular Greatness, Charles, we've mentioned it the last couple episodes, but I really want to hit on it this week. You published a horror collection over on utini.com that is filled with a lot of things we've talked about today, a lot of books that are being up in the chat right now. Um, What was in your horror collection, and how did you choose them?
2: Right. So, I mean, I chose what I thought would initially be a good set of books and comics and then, as always, kind of opened it up to the group, the entire UTN team, and people started throwing stuff out that I hadn't read myself that brought in some nice horror elements, and it kind of grew and grew, and it's a lot bigger than I thought it was actually going to be whenever I first started it. Um, Whenever I first started, I was like, you know, there's probably not that much horror out there, but I know it exists, Um, but yeah, it it really grew, and I'm happy to, to see it you know, how it is now up on the site. So we do have the tales from Vader's castle and return to Vader's castle in there. Um, we also have some other comics. There was a specific crossover between the star Wars mainline and Dr. Aphra. It was uh, a run called the screaming Citadel, which basically so good. Yeah. Which, you know what involves some like weird worm slash like larva mind control creatures as well. And a very clear, um, vampire-type character. So a lot of those same type of elements in that series. It was really interesting. Of course, we have Death Troopers and Red Harvest. And if you're interested in learning more about those, then go check out the Legends Look Back episode that we uh, just put out last week. And uh, Yoda Dark Rendezvous. I mean, there there are a whole bunch of books in the series. Long story short, go and check it out if you're in the Star Wars mood, which, you know, is is always... And if you're in the (laughs) Halloween mood, which is this time of year, so it all lines up. We know if you're listening to this, you're an EU fan, uh, so go and check those out. If you want to pick them up, go through Uteni.com. We'd really appreciate it.
0: 100%. So before we outro, one last call. If you have those Star Wars Halloween costumes or you see some great ones on your walks, especially if you dress up your pets, for the love of God, send them to us on Twitter at LivingForcePod. We would love to see all of them. But my friends, that will do it for this week's episode of The Living Force. If you're new, don't forget to subscribe to this show wherever you get your podcasts. And tune in every single week to hear us at Utini talk about the Star Wars Expanded Universe. Please leave us a review on iTunes to help people find us. And head over to utini.com for reviews, articles, and comprehensive book profiles on every single story in the Star Wars galaxy. If you're looking to buy some books and want to help support the show, look up your book on Utini. click the Amazon link on the profile, and we'll get a few cents to help keep the lights on. If you'd like to help us out more directly, you can find us on Patreon.com slash For just $2, you can join our Jedi Initiate level, where you get early access to this very show. For $5 a month, you'll become a Guardian of the Wills, where you'll receive extra shows including Legends Look Back and Bounty Hunt. If you are already a patron, head over right now if you're watching to patreon to catch aftermath our live post show we'll be there in just a second if you want your thoughts on this show email us at livingforcepod at utini.com tweet at us at Force pod, or join our utini discord community by going to utini.com slash discord you can find us on twitter i am at eric eilerson Corey is at doc star wars md charles is at c Hankel. a special thank you as always to matt davenport our amazing editor freddie our producer Wes, our community manager Thank you to Corey and Charles for podcasting with me. We'll see some of you in Aftermath in just a second. And as always, may the Force be with you.
1: There is no hatred. There is joy. There is no division. There is union. There is no apathy. There is passion. There is no gatekeeping. There is community. This is the Utini Star Wars fan code. Embrace it. Live by it. And above all, trust in the living force that's all for this week join our community and surround yourself with like-minded fans by visiting us online at utini.com until next time may the force be with you